Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. All right, we're here. We did it. You might hear some outdoor noise, like someone was just singing opera, but there's, um, it's just such nice weather that I have to have my windows open. And I get it. So, yeah. Anyway. There's noise outside my place, too. I am not, you know, not being in New York, I was used to not hearing sirens and people talking. There's a cafe right under my, the building, but uh, yeah. it's kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of uh, nice. It's so funny that we're in the same city and we're still doing this separately. It's easier to record. Do you want to come to the cellar tonight because they're making hot dogs? Maybe. What time? Probably seven. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I'm not doing a show tonight. Tonight's the first night I'm not doing a show in a little bit. I did a Zoom show on Friday that was like a book launch for a friend of mine. And that was fun. Oh, my God. Chris Kilpatrick was the other guest from, from NSYNC. Is that his name? Chris, the guy who had the dreads and... Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Wow. yeah, he he was on the panel. He was so nice and he was like he was so normal like his son kept coming in while we were doing the Zoom and it was through William Sonoma there was like a whole setup and he he was like my wife's out of town and his son kept coming in and being like dad I'm pooping and he would be like okay and then his son would be like Poop. Say it again. I said his son's 26 years old. Yeah, right, 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 right. His son's like, his well, son's. How many do you think that they have it? And think of Backstreet. Well, Backstreet Boys, they're still working it. But, like, let's say for the guy, like, Joey Fatone had, like, a, a food show and does stuff. I mean, I'm sure they make money. But, like, do they get residuals? Like, are they the millionaires like we think they are? are I they don't think so. Because I watched that, like, behind-the-scenes boy band, Lou Pearlman. It was on YouTube Plus, And he screwed them over so much. Like, they didn't get any money in the beginning i don't think they got resi- like i think their contract was awful so but they i don't know gotten out of those contracts and gotten a new company because they left lou perlman like right at some time so like they must have gotten some kind of i mean they were making they were trip they were selling out huge stuff. yeah i mean they were making so much money so i think lou perlman owned the rights to all the songs and owned everything but yeah, that guy really figured out a, that's like the ultimate scheme is like Get a bunch of like young prepubescent boys, get them to sing about how they love women and just make millions. He made, and he had them like in a warehouse practicing all the time and he, and living in his house. So also he was like writing all of that off. Like you'll pay me back. Appropriate sexual component to that relationship. I think so. Well, I can't quite grasp. Like, I didn't watch a documentary, and I just assume that he's like a creepy old dude who, like, he is is gay and getting young boys around him and stuff. But like, I actually don't know what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure. And then Aaron Carter was like breaking down in one of the things, talking about how he wasn't molested, which is good. Let's pray that's the case. But he was very passionate about that. He also was videotaping a girl. Lou Perlman was a girl getting into a. Tanning bed. He had like a video camera set up. Weird. So weird. Yeah, but I mean, just the Instinct and Backstreet Boys, I mean, they just took over the world. I mean, they were. They should have, a, they should have like $100 million each, like so much money. I've met two of the Instinct, two Instinct members. So Lance and I've met Joey. I sang karaoke with Joey and I did a show with Lance. I did a show with Lance 
And I think I thought oh, it's great, by the way, like great people. I didn't really talk to him when I, we did the show. We just said hi and good job. And that was about it. I chatted with Lance and his husband and they were the nicest people on the fit. Like the most, and my cousin Kelly is obsessed. Well, she was obsessed with NSYNC and Backstreet Boys when we were in high school. I mean, like walls covered. She was obsessed. And then when she went to the NSYNC concert, she ran all the way to the front. And the only one she touched was Lance, which is funny that she touched the gay one. And uh, I, when I was with him, I said, hey, could you just like make a video for my cousin Kelly? Like, you know, like she loved you and her. And so he did. He's like, hey, Kelly, it's Lance. And she wow. didn't think about it because we're so used to like being in this business and working. And I just thought it'd be something really fun. And Kelly was like, I'm crying right now. Like I'm wow. shaking. And I was like, oh, yeah, you forget. Like, you know, but like when you meet these people, you're like, oh, they're just people like they're just gigging. Just that guy, work. Chris, Chris couldn't have seen. He, he was the person who's writing, who wrote the book. It was his, Chris's wife's cousin or something. There's some family connection, but he couldn't, he seems so normal. It was almost weird. But also like, I think if you're Chris, right. Or like Joey, like you mm. actually get the better end of that because someone like, so J Justin made it as like the, the single star, right? Like, right. like I'm the biggest, star. but everybody else is like, now what? Right. So right. for JC, probably a little harder because he tried to make the album and it didn't work. And then was the host on the show. Like it just like, didn't work out the way it worked out for Justin. And I felt like it was, I don't know, this is my interpretation. But then if you're Joey and you're Chris and Lance, it's like Lance killed it. Cause he's like, fuck y'all. I'm gay. I'm going to have a hot husband and just live my best life and is living his best life. Joey's like, Hey, I, I'm gonna host this TV show and travel on here and be with my cat. Like, and same with Chris. Like, they're just like, we made our money. Who I don't. I don't know what. I wonder what Chris does. Like, I don't know if he wrote a book. Oh no, it wasn't. He didn't write the book. He was there oh, showing I, support. I, I really don't know what he's doing. He was there showing support, and he's he's friends with the guy who wrote it. And he was just like, yeah, I love the recipes. We cooked this and that. And then his son would run up, and he'd be like, I'm busy. But I wondered what it, it looked like. He had a gaming setup, like you know, like computers like gamer, for gaming. With that chair, with the gamer's chair, that's what I want so bad. This couch is my gamer's chair. Um, by the way, can I talk about Mulan, the new Mulan? Sure. Have you seen it? I watched it last night. So if you don't want spoilers, fast forward. Good I warn you now. But if you want to laugh really hard, by the way, there's no real spoilers because we've already seen Mulan. Right. So I'm sitting with my friend Nick and Jacob. We're at my apartment. And we were like, oh, we should watch the new Mulan. Now, I know that each movie is problematic. I understand. I am not. I'm just saying as like nostalgia as a kid, I was like, Mulan, Mushu. Like, so we started watching it. First of all, it's fully not the cartoon. Secondly, in the cartoon, she like took her father's identity and then went into war, but then learned how to fight. Right. And then found right. out. She was good. This movie, she's Neo from The Matrix. She was mm. like seven years old and could already like defy gravity and run up buildings. And I guess like the subcontext is supposed to be that she has some sort of supernatural power that made her special, but that was never described. So when she goes into the army, it's like she's already good. And then um, <laughs> and <laughs> they got rid of Mushu. They got rid of the music. And then the bad guy. There's no music? No music. They, it's not a musical? No. I thought that was like part of what, the, that was a big part of it. I kept wanting to hear it. 
somehow I'll make a man out of you. Like that's not the song. Right. Um, uh, this is what you get me to work with. Yeah, it was like a huge. Right. I thought that's why it was famous. I thought that's kind of why people tuned in. Such it was a great soundtrack. They reprised the shit out of that song every time there was like some kind of panoramic moment. You would just hear. I'm like we get at reflections. We've seen the song. Um, the one song I, I didn't realize I missed the most was um, uh, the song where it's like. Uh, what's the song like? They're like, they want like what kind of woman they want. What the fuck? Do you remember that song? I just can't believe they didn't that they took the music out of it. Why would they do that? Well, they took the music out of it, and the bad guy is fully a witch. I'm not making this up. Like in the Milan cartoon, the most realistic part was that the Huns were like this small army growing and moving towards you know ancient China, and this sure. fully there's like eight Huns. And then a witch, like she turns into bats and like she has claws, she's fighting, like there's like Matrix style fighting in this. And I was like, wait, what? Like, who's this witch lady? Like, it was bad. I mean, oh, it was bad. I hated it. I mean, she oh, was, I thought you were gonna say it was good. It was so uh, it was because it's th- you have to pay $30, right? I paid 30 fucking dollars to be like, I should have just watched the original Mulan because wow, I, why is there a witch? I mean, wow. man, I love the idea that there's like this badass witch lady, but sure. like, there was no character build. Everything kind of just happened to happen. And then there was a lot of gayness. The movie was a fag. Yeah. I mean, it was, huh. like, there was like, like scenes where like boys were like cuddling with each other. And the I arm- love that. Love this. Love that. Uh, the quote unquote love interest is super hot. Let me mm. look up his name. Hold on. He's. Are other people saying this too? Or is this what the reviews are that it's not good? I can't imagine watching it being okay. Yosin An was the guy who played the quote unquote love interest, and he is so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just like there was no real re- rhyme or reason to the movie. I would liken it to the same way. Like the worst live Disney movie is Aladdin to me, but this was pretty. This was pretty bad. That's embarrassing that it's bad because there was so much buildup and they were to justify that it was costing $30. $30 and that's just a one-off, right? You $30, but I think, no, because I think it comes to Disney Plus like in November or something. Mm. So we just got it $30 for, for to have it early, I guess. It was bad. It wow. Was- I haven't, I didn't even know it was out yet. I just thought, I just remember people being like, it's going to cost $30, which I like the movie, but... I would want it to be a musical. That would be why I would watch it. What the fuck is that song? I have to, let me, I have to look this up because everyone is, they're all screaming at me up from home and I can't remember the name of the song. What's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, yours is Lion King, right? It might've been Aladdin, maybe. Oh, I love, Aladdin's a really good one. Aladdin was good. Uh, I, the oh, one, girl what is it? fighting for. That's the song. What's it called? A girl, a girl. Oh, that's the name of it. Yeah, great. And they they play little hints of that too, but no singing. I was furious. Why would they not do singing though? Like, what does I don't I don't understand. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The I mean, they could at least like sing. I don't know. I wanted to hear Donny Osmond reprise. uh, I saw the Technicolor. I saw the Technicolor Dreamcoat live when I was with my mom. That was like bread and butter, Donny Osmond and that goddamn Technicolor Dreamcoat. He killed it. I was really young. At, he killed it. I just remember thinking, I just remember feeling like it was a magical experience going to go see that. 
Marie Osmond. Uh, now I don't understand the Osmonds. I don't understand the appeal. I know they're both talented, but whatever. She is fully a drag queen. Like she's not, <laughs> she looks great, but she's on these commercials, and I'm like, you are a drag queen. Like she's just so, like so glam, so that. But I think they've been Vegas for so long. Like that's just the way you are. They are Vegas. Yeah, you, put me or you in Vegas for two years, and we'd be like on their coattails. Vegas. We be we would literally be Vegas. You be, if you're if you live in Vegas 365 days a year, you you become Vegas. Are the flamingo? You're the flamingo. You're the flamingo. If you're watching this video, I have a black eye, and it's from getting fillers. I've had it for about ever since I got to New York. I got fillers like the fifth day I was here. How many fillers do you get, and like what do they do? And so what fillers is is it's different from Botox, but and I've got it. You get it less. You get it like once every six months. I. Don't think I've gotten it in almost nine months. Never has left me a black eye before, but this time it did. And it, it did, it didn't start appearing until a couple of days later. But when someone asked me about it, because I kept forgetting, when I submitted for the an audition, the acting agent called and she was like, I just wanted to beyond the email about the audition, I just wanted to check in. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm fine. Like, you know, hadn't done an audition for a while, so it was a little frazzled, but you know, it's fine. And she was like, okay, because you have a black eye. So like, I just want to make sure everything was okay. And I was like, oh, oh, I got fillers. I got fillers. Why didn't you put makeup on it? I did. I had tons of makeup on it. And they could still see it. I even have a little bit of cover up now, but then I had tons of makeup because I was auditioning. So I was trying not to look like, like, give me the part. Otherwise I'm going to get out of my situation. Like it looked, it looked well, pretty that's bad. Great, that's a great way to get a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I this part, I'm going to die. The, I need this. It, that was for a musical, actually, and they said, um, does Emma sing? And I was like, no, but tell them I'll lip sync like a motherfucker if I, I needed I to. I should audition with a black eye. I was supposed to do an audition today, and I'm probably not going to do it, but I should audition with a black eye. I admire you not doing them because I, like, it takes, I, I was talking should, about it. It should be, there's no reason I'm not, is what I'm saying. I should, I forgot about this one. I should be doing it. I think it's a self-respect thing to not usually because if you don't think something is right for you, why do it? And, and I was talking about it with my therapist. I was like, I still do it because I'll feel insecure that, you know, oh, I don't want to make people mad if I don't do it. And, but I was like, but it is very valid to not do them big time. Um, so you had something happen to you recently you want to tell us about it? Oh, I had a colonic. I had a colonic. So I wanted to go to cryotherapy because I've been doing that in L.A. and I really like it. That's where you go in the freezing thing. And I made an appointment to do cryotherapy and they were like, cryo's closed, but we have infrared sauna and colonic. So I was like, I'll do an infrared sauna. And then they emailed me and were like, the infrared sauna is now closed, but we are still doing a colonics. And I was like, wait a minute. Cryo freezing, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Oh, that's closed." You wash out my asshole. Well, that was what they had. Their services, they had the three services there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can't freeze Let's me, that transition. I mean, it's like you know, um, we're out of the cheeseburger, uh, but we do have raw uh, lamb foot. Yeah, but someone will fuck you in the butt in the back if you yeah, need. Actually, we'll- right, yeah, we don't have any uh, more chicken, but someone will give you anal. Is that so okay? yeah, it does is that okay? Surprise! If you're already in here, then then we offer that. That was kind of how it was, and I was like, 
I was like, uh, and I had done a colonic once maybe five years ago and I liked it. What do they do? They're just shoving water up your ass and then sucking it back out. So they're just like getting, they're just essentially getting all the shit out of you. They, it's not a suck. So it's like a, so when I did it before, this is what turned me off when I did it before. I remember I was talking to the woman and at some point she goes, what do you do? I said, I'm a comedian. And then she was like, I've literally got something in my butt and it's going to be there for the next 40 minutes. And she's asking me this out and someone's shoving something in your ass. It's like, it's for the inside the closet is going to, everyone's going to go run and get one so that you go in, you go, you go to the bathroom. There's usually a toilet right next to the bed that they put you on. And then you take off your pants and bottom, and then you're just naked. Your you your top is on, but and then you're covered up. They have like a piece of paper covering you, and then you roll over on your side, and they put something not very far up your butt. Like it only goes in like an inch, maybe a little bit farther. And it makes sense; it's got to be a little bit farther. But then they have water that goes. The water is just like pushing and then cleaning it out that way, and it's all very. You don't. You feel it, but it's not uncomfortable. And then you can see you, they set this place had a mirror set up at an angle so I could see what was coming out, which was actually kind of cool, even though it's kind that's a little gross. I just got, how did we get to the point in society where it's like, yeah, I'm going to just meet a stranger, get completely naked, lay down and they can shove something up my ass. And then I mean, water and what do we do? Like eat fiber. I mean, I mean, I, I understand like it's a good look. I we, we all. There's douching, right? But it's like, that's, that is crazy. And you know, Janet Jackson used to get coffee enemas. That's a big thing. But what is that supposed to do? You can't I just a- coffee? I asked her about that. I was like, do you guys do coffee enemas? And she said, they don't do those. Those are really intense in your liver. And then I didn't ask any follow-up questions. Because I was like, what? Why is it intense on your liver? I mean, I guess it's good. You should be cleaning out your asshole. I guess that is good, right? It's supposed to be your upper. So the reason that I was like, I'll do it was the trainer I saw in LA. He is this big jacked guy. So I'm just profiling. I wouldn't think he's like against meat. And he is. He's like, if you don't eat too much red meat, like he's like, it's really bad. If the amount of, if you eat meat every day, you're, you probably have like eight pounds of meat just like in your colon. He's like, red meat's hard to digest. You probably, it's just like sitting in there. And I was like, Is turkey red meat? No. I'm talking ham, hamburger, bacon. I probably was eating red meat every single day. So he was like, you need to get help. And I said, okay. So I, I mean, I would eat a hamburger at least five times a week. That's pretty bad. So I went and I did that and I did it. It felt like very like it was refreshing, but the woman was really quite pretty. So when I went in, I was like, "Ugh, you're the one giving me the colonic. Like she was like really pretty. But then we started talking and she was talking about her husband and, you know, I talked about Ashley. So the relationship was short lived, but I would have rather a guy or like a freaking troglodyte. I don't know what I don't know who I would want shoving a pipe up my ass to tell you the truth. That, that, you wouldn't want you don't want someone attractive, you know? Not like an old Polish woman. That's what I would want. You know what I mean? Like kind of yes. like motionless and just like yes. um, pull over, let's go. Exactly. Like this. Okay, no, it is all going fine. Yes, exactly. That's what I want. I want like an Eastern European woman who could give two shits about my ass. And hates me and hates her job, but like, is yeah. the job done? 
That's what my primary care position is like. And I wish she did these. This woman was really nice though. Once we started, it was very, very comfortable. But I, I said thank you like eight times. So I like felt bad that she's like putting something in my butt, massaging my stuff. Yeah, but like she went into work and I'm like, all right, Sue, you've got, this, right. you know. Oh, you're late. Get back there. And they're like, you ready to clean my asshole up? Right. She's and, like, I thought I just had to do a foot massage. But like, not today, lady. Get to uh, work. A foot massage sounds so good right now. And they didn't give me an option to leave a tip. Usually you can leave a tip. I would have fucking tipped her. But there was no option to do it. Right. I recommend it. I mean, but if you don't have any, like, if, like, I'm not, how do I, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. I don't have a, I'm not like constipated or anything. And that too, it's like really good for. No, and I'm some people. Regular, like it's the same right. every day. So you're probably, I don't think you need it. I eat a lot of protein, but I eat yogurt, egg, egg whites, turkey, and that's it. And chicken. I don't eat any, I, I occasionally eat red meat like once every two weeks. Then you're fine. I mean, I think. I think that this is one of those things that, remember it was like a trend when Janet Jackson was talking about it. I remember Usher would talk about getting them. I was talking about anything because everyone went after her for that nipple ring thing, which they shouldn't have, but whatever. Right. And she was like, oh yeah, well I do coffee enemas. We're like, how is this the segue? Right. They're trying to, she's trying to distract. It's like when Kevin Spacey tried to say he was gay, even in a totally different situation, we obviously. Like, cool. Huh? That doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. Right. In her case, I got it and I support that. She's like, let me just get the conversation off my nipples. Right, right. I and move Put it coffee in my right butt. Now. That should have worked. Yeah. Uh, right. Janet, she's she's still due for another comeback. I hope. How old is she now? Fifty. Something like that. Yeah, but she's got she's got it in her. We always have to remember Cher had believe. Mm-hmm. She was like fifty, and that song just took over the world. That song would still be if Cher released Believe today. Mm-hmm. Would still be a hit. Did you see the video of Mariah Carey on Ellen when she was saying that she was pregnant, but Mariah Carey didn't really seem like she wanted to say it? Did you see that video? Yes. That was the only one of all this stuff, because I'm pretty like pro Ellen in this. It was just tough to say without knowing a ton, but um, that video to me with Mariah, that was like one of the first times I've seen her look. She seemed like sweet and vulnerable in it. Mariah Carey. Oh, I thought you were going to go after Ellen. No, no. Oh, I mean, that wasn't... We were going after Ellen, like, how dare she do I'm like, now we're drawing it. St- like, come on. Right. If Mariah Carey didn't want to talk about it, then she shouldn't have brought it up. Who knows what happened behind the scenes? A show where Mariah knows what's happening on the show before it happens. But she seemed so vulnerable when she was like, no. Like, that was a side of her... Love, and she was with Nick. And, I, and the, the truth of the matter is, Mariah was suffering. She had suffered from a miscarriage, and I think she was really mm-hmm. upset about it, which would make some anybody be in a really, really vulnerable state. So sure. I, look, it wasn't right for Ellen to do that, but I don't think Ellen's intention of the word... You know what I mean? It's like... Also... Ellen might not have known. I mean, you get prepped by show producers, story people, publicists. Like you, I, I highly doubt she's bringing up topics. Just she's going rogue and bringing it up. It's a whole sea of people. But right. when the way Mariah was just was in that moment, I was like, huh, I feel kind of closer to her. There's a bunch of moments where Mariah um, sort of is vulnerable, and um, she's been. She, I, I can't wait to get her book. Her book comes out soon. Trina Wintour and I are like. Ooh. for her book because it's probably gonna I think it's gonna be like 
40% the truth. I mean, you know, mm. I, I would like to know all aspects of what was what happened in her life. And I think, who knows? I think the most trouble, troublesome part of her life was probably after she divorced Nick and got Stella and, like, went through, like, a sea of, like, people that really took advantage of Mariah. More um, than Tommy Matola. Well, yeah, Tommy was bad. But Tommy was also... The other, the other side of Tommy was it was like he was this guy who was super controlling, wouldn't let her out of the house, would follow her around, like only allowed her to sing, wouldn't let her see people. Like he was super controlling. And at the same time, that's when her career was happening. That's when she right. became Mariah Carey. Right. You know, so like at, at, it was like this horrible situation where she like is getting all her dreams coming true. But then like at home, it's like this scary guy. Which so, is so inappropriate. Having a manager like that like also be that's the more husband. I that's why husband even, right that's why it was even more abusive because he was the most powerful guy in the music industry and steer her the wrong way and I'm sure at the same time she's like she was so young and maybe naive maybe she thought but this is the only way that I can become a star sure sure when she divorced him she you know was like hot Mariah wearing nothing Mariah butterfly right. Mariah honey Mariah heartbreaker Mariah and then it was almost like it got out of control and then she got back and to back together with Emancipation of Mimi but then there was another bad spell between breaking up with Nick and then like these weird shows and this tour in Asia and these drunk performances in Jamaica and like the reality show What was the tour in Asia? She just did a tour in Asia, and I remember it was right when she broke up with Nick, and she immediately went on a tour in Asia. I think she went from, like, Korea to China to Japan to... Mm. She just went all the way down. And um, the first show, like, I remember her voice was cracking, and mm. there were all these headlines of Mariah's voice isn't good, blah, blah, blah. And just, like, really unfair things to a woman who just went through, like, this horrible divorce. I wonder if when we get out of corona, if headlines are going to, like, do that to people. So I'm sure they will, but I just hope we can have a moment of being, like, is that really what you want to cover, that someone's voice is cracking? Like, go fuck yourself. Well, there's, there's so many people right now that don't even think corona is still a problem that mm. probably waiting for those headlines. So, right. you know, it's like, okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Jim Norton and I had this conversation where I thought, like, when the pandemic started, I was like, oh, are we going to, like, stop taking things so seriously and be so mm -hmm. Have a little more... Empathy. To sort of express ourselves. And he was like, no, this will make <laughs> it was like, I thought... It was really? Yeah, he said, I thought it would happen after 9-11. It didn't. I thought it would happen after this. It didn't. He goes, trust me, it'll get worse. And I think he's right. I think really? become even more constrained. Like, people are even more angry. I wonder about that. I don't know. It's it's so tough to say. And, I mean, it's it's. I do remember people saying that after 9-11, though. But I, I will say New York right now is so... It's so beautiful. Whatever they... When I wasn't hearing what I was seeing on the news about, like, Crime is rampant. Look, New York's big, so I, there's a great chance I am not seeing that. But I went around Hell's Kitchen. I've gone like to different, a bunch of different parts in Brooklyn. It's a lot quieter, and I notice how expensive things are here more than I did since I was when I wasn't like living here. I kind of like forgot about that. But it's really nice. Just nice. There's nice aspects to it if we're not, you know, like if you're in a good position, let's say like if you're not needing federal aid and stuff. But oh, it's so fucking expensive. Holy shit. I mean, that's part of why I'm not re renewing my lease. Like it's like so it really is really when I'm not thinking about paying for it. That's when it's like perfect. Right. 
But I mean, that like the streets are like Europe and people are eating outside and it's calmer. Right. You know, I had dinner the other night with a bunch of comics and we were under this like little tent and it was pouring rain out, but we were still under this tent in the rain eating. And yeah, that's nice. And none of us had to like rush to shows. Right. We just enjoyed each other's company. And I was like, right. This is, it's going to be, this kind of, these kind of nights won't be able to happen as often. So that was kind of nice to sort of. I did a show in a tent and it was like, it could be raining and it was like kind of like a garden tent and it's in, it was in Midtown and it, it was just like, it was really, it was really, really nice. Like I would do, I would do a show in that setting, even if they were doing indoor shows. Mm-hmm. Happily. And after getting on stage a little bit, I was doing like new jokes and feeling really comfortable. Like now that I've done the rounds where I've been to at least New York, Eastville, and some of, and there's a couple other ones where I've done them one time. Now it's not the shock of like, this is different. So now I feel like comfortable, like doing new jokes. And like, I feel like back in a groove. Thank fucking God. Yeah. It feels nice to like, I feel like I've got a new 15. I'm like, which is great. I haven't done a park show yet. I still have not done Park shows can be hit or miss. I mean, they're, it's either way though. It's just nice to, as comics, it's kind of selfish to say that, but it's like, fuck the audience. It's nice to right, get on right. stage, even if it's under grandmother Willow and just sure. things, you know, and people are messaging me. They're like, where can we come see you perform? And I'm like, under a tree. Yeah. I've been skirting that one, even though I really appreciate it, but I'm gonna start uh, posting. if they make posters, I'll start posting where I'm at. Really? Yeah. I don't think anyone's, I started going to the gym. It's like my fifth day at the gym and um, it's empty. I had one of three people. There's not people at the gym. I'm surprised by that. I would think it would be, why is that? The most packed it was the other day was seven people. Really? Is that because they're not allowed in or do you think it's people don't want to pay for it or what do you think it is? I think it's just like an empty, no one lives in New York anymore. So it's like empty and people are living in other places and People don't want to go to the gym and, but they emailed me. They were like, Oh my God, we're so happy that you came to the gym. We're going to set you up with a personal trainer just for free. Like for really, I was like, cool. All right. Great. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's like a little fog machine that they carry around and spray everything. And we have to wear masks and, and wipe everything down before and after we use it. A fog machine. Yeah. It's like a deep disinfectant machine, but it looks like this is like a Lady Gaga concert happening on the treadmills. I'm like, wow. That fog machine. But it like takes, it's like what they're doing in planes, like to de- disinfect planes. And then do you breathe it in and are you like, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably die of cancer. But you know, it's like, it's all cleaning stuff. My hands smell like disinfectant by the time I leave the gym. There's this place, Eastern Parkway, where they're doing, they're doing some shows around there too. I did, a, I did an outdoor show there, but oh, that's theater? the amphitheater. Yeah. But I that's, there, yeah. It, but there's a lot of, um, workout happening around there. So when I've been going to do boxing, they have a track there. And the first day I went, it was packed. And then after that, it was not. And I just watched the people running around the track wondering, like, what the fuck are they thinking? Because could you imagine running around a track? No. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I can't. Every time I see Hell no. Streets, I'm like, where are you going? Yeah, what do you think? And then today, Serge... Sergio was like, okay, do a loop. And I was like, you're joking, right? And he was like, no, like, go do one. And I was like, no way. I'm so, I hate cardio. I I hate running. I fucking hate it. Michelle Wolf lives by it. I ran 51 miles today. She literally ran 50 miles. And I'm like, what? Like, what? what, Like, 
But she's so also determined in everything she does. Like, 50 miles is nothing to her. Isn't that more than a marathon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, Michelle is a professional athlete when it comes to running. She's is a, that, how long does that take? Two days? No, Ten days? Does it in a day. It would take me a year and a half, and I'd be like, I kind of ran 50 miles, I, I kind of. I did 72 miles once. That seems inhuman. I'm going to text her. Let's see what she I got. A, I have a friend, Mike, and he'll run like 12 miles, but which is probably a lot more normal, but I just couldn't even, I couldn't even do it. How do I word this? What's the longest? Uh, say my friend is thinking of starting running. What, what, or just be like, what's the long, I'm having a debate. What's the longest you've ever run? Should be like 10 billion miles. What's the longest you've run in a single day in my She's going to get it right back because it's about running. She's messing right. with over quarantine about how to make pasta. Which, by the way, I'm trying to do this bit where it's like, in quarantine, I looked at all of your stories, and guess what? All of your pasta sucks. It's terrible. It's trash. None of you know how to make it. It's terrible. You're all disgusting to me. Go for it. It's a punchline. I don't have punchline. I don't write jokes anymore. Well, sometimes it's maybe you'll just start. One time, Louis Anderson said he said, if you just stay it on stage, then your ego will finish the joke. I think the kink with that would just making sure you're not um, alienating people. But I feel like with something like pasta, you could like bring it back around. Yeah, it's pasta. I'm not. And you. people know. Everyone knows their pasta sucks. I have no doubt in my mind. Oh my god, she says fifty miles. Damn, that's crazy. Could rip. you imagine running fifty miles? Even if it was like I was fleeing a hurricane, after one mile, I would be like, I forfeit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can barely run in Fortnite, and I'm just moving my thumb. Right, 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 right. Right. Running. Like, right. It's just so exhausting to run. I don't know. But some people love it. They say, like, I get, they get, like, a high from it. Like they get- I'm sure. Well, what's the high? Maybe because your body's... Your endorphins. Oh, you're running on endorphins at that point. Your endorphins are going... I mean, I don't... I've just gotten, like, felt a kind of a high from boxing where if I... But I get really tired. And also with boxing, you do cardio for three minutes, take a break for two, three minutes, take a break for two. So it's not like I'm not, like, running. But sometimes afterwards, I'll, like, kind of get a high from that. Kind of. I I wrote to Michelle. I said, you're amazing. And she wrote back, I'm insufferable. Um, (laughs) uh, I did... I do have to say my anxiety, I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety lately. Yeah, me too. And um, like having a hard time sleeping, having a hard time. Me like, too. I full of anxiety, but going to the gym has helped. Like, me. What do you, why, I was sort of feeling more anxiety in the past three weeks than I have almost for a lot of the pandemic. What, what do you think is going on? Mine's mental. I'm having a lot of like personal relationships that I, there's a lot of shifts happening. Not mm-hmm. just anxiety from last week. It was great. Um, but no, it's stressful shifts, changes. Mine's about probably moving and it's cause it's, I'm making changes is really rattling. Mine's just like a lot of uncertainty, Mm -hmm. sadness, disappointment and, and change. Like there's just a lot. And I'm, I'm just someone who's really sensitive. And so like, I, I, it just sits on me and dwells on me. And I'm like, I lay in bed, just like my brain won't shut up. I wake up automatically anxious. Mm. Not good. Not good. I was talking to my friend and she was like, I can give you a Xanax if you want. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to try it. You know, I don't even, I don't even. It's not a good reason to try a Xanax only because then it's not like if you were like, look, I'm really scared of whale watching and I have to go on whale watching for my best friend's wedding. Sure. Take a Xanax. But 
for that reason where it's like existential, like things are changing, things are uncertain, it's a bad time to take one because when well, it she, wears off. She's like, they're not something that I, she goes, I have a stash that I use only once every two Mm. a while she's like it's something that's not supposed to be taken every day blah 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 but if it gets bad yeah maybe if it gets bad like if you're having a panic attack then take it yeah i did have a panic attack i did have a panic attack recently i don't remember where or why (laughs) it had one (laughs) that really is relatable though like it's like like it was like i think it was before i moved into my new moving is really stressful. I started crying the other day and I haven't cried in so long. Like I was like, I'm so overwhelmed by moving. And then it's just, it's just so overwhelming, like packing all the shit. Are you packing all your shit right now? I'm supposed to be. I haven't really started. I haven't really had a chance to like, I have been really, really busy since I've got here. So I haven't had a chance. Ashley's going to come in on Saturday and help me pack. Cause my, which will be nice. Actually, that's when you're going to start packing. That's for sure when I'm going to start. Yeah, packing. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a chance. I mean, I don't have a ton of stuff to pack. It's mostly furniture that needs to just get moved. But it's just the idea of moving in, in on paper. It doesn't seem as stressful. But when you're actually going through it, it's really like you think that's why you had the panic attack. I don't, wait, why did I have a panic attack? I had a yeah. I don't remember why. It was in my old apartment. I don't remember. Could have been Corona, too. There's always that. I already had that. I had it in mm. March. But mm. I didn't get it again. Like, we're able to get it again or something. Uh, I didn't have a panic attack when we first went into Corona because I guess I just didn't... I don't know. Just I was just like, okay. And then I, we didn't know how long we were going to be. So it just... It was more, like, drawn out. It wasn't, like, this, like, buildup of things... I'll get more panicked about stuff that I can control because I'm like, okay, I should be doing this, something about this. and uh, uh. But with big stuff like that, it's just like, it'll feel overwhelming, but I won't like what kind of like climax to like a panic attack. Yeah. Usually I'm okay with stressful situations, but I think when it's like something that's like near and dear, mm-hmm. near and dear to your heart, you know, you just sort of like don't know how to manage those feelings. Right. You're like, well, uh, I guess I'm going to become a Fortnite pro. Right. Did you ever end up like twitching and broadcasting that? I haven't twitched yet, but I'm now, this is, I'm so gross. There's this guy named Donnie and he plays with, um, Luis Gomez and Luis Gomez started playing with Yamanika and I, cause yeah. he was telling Luis, Luis introduced me to this guy named Donnie, who's great. And he's like a pro player on Fortnite. And then that's so cool. I have been playing and now I'm like learning the Jedi tricks in mind. Ooh, ooh. But, um, I mean, all this time I could be spending it doing anything else. I'm like, I have nothing, I'm like in limbo. I don't know what else. Right. And this guy like professionally does it. Like he gets paid to do it. Us. I mean, he's so good. Who who pays him? He's like teaching Mm. ways of the force. I feel like, wow. I feel like Luke and he's right. And Yamanika's princess Leia. You know what I mean? Like we're all skywalkers. (laughs) Who pays those the professional gamers? Is it people oh, paying? They get they get sponsors like real oh, sponsors. Right. And Epic Games, who um, does Fortnite, just pays that. Like there's these kids. I follow this guy Nix on um, YouTube, and he and his five friends literally bought a mansion in Miami. They bought a mansion. That's how much money they're making. Bought wow. a mansion because millions of people watch their videos. Right. And I'm like, what? What am I doing? I gotta, I gotta. 
But that's one of the so few because every now and then I'll like see like a YouTuber and it'll be like, they make $200,000 a month. And I'm like, what the fuck? But that's one out of a, you know, that's like someone looking at Kevin Hart being like, I should have been a comedian, you know? A lot of the YouTube world is like, it's, it's a very lucrative world if you can do it right. And it's very hard to do. It's really hard to do. But like, it does seem um, taxing. Like you just have, you have to become like a con- your own content farm. Like right. you just constantly have to pump out content, which is so hard to do. I wonder if it's super tax, like being a comic is stressful enough, but there's a, there's a kind of zenness to it. Like, a, mm-hmm. you know, when you get off the stage, it's done. And then right. I go back into my cave and create the work. And, you know, obviously the traveling is difficult, but like I can meditate on it and go on stage at night. But if you're a YouTube person, it's like must make content. And it's like, oh, it's so hard. And the editing, which a lot of them edit their own videos, is a lot harder than that you would think that it that is. So hard. So I hard. Barely, I can barely run a mile. I can't edit. We but got Fortnite. If those play Fortnite, they know what I'm talking about. I think um, I would watch you play Fortnite. I would give it a whirl for like an hour or something. It'd be more fun to watch me play with Yamaniga. How do I, is there a way to watch it? I have to start twitching. I just need to get one thing and then Jacob's going to help me set it up. So I can't like tune into Fortnite and be like, what's the Mateo channel? No, that'd be kind of cool. It would be. I, but it, it's, that's what Twitch is essentially. Okay. That's what Twitch is. So you're like, I'm right. Playing, because that's what Lewis does. Lewis plays on Twitch and his followers watch him and then we play with Lewis. Huh. And he and they pay him to do that? Yes. That's pretty fucking sweet. We we got a I'm sure that there's some like content curation involved there. We got a um email in from someone I thought this was important and relatable asking how to deal with a family member or loved one who is voting for a political party that is not your political party, which is extra sensitive in these upcoming times when things are so polarized. I don't even know if I'll talk about this. It's tough. I I think that with something like that, it's about trying to see how much emotional energy you have to engage because you got to assess, am I getting to get a fight or like where, you know, what, what, and if you're like, I do not have any emotional energy for this, I feel like that's okay to protect yourself. You know, because, like, it, you could just be walking into a fight or trying to be like, okay, why? Like, really trying to understand why and then not let – like, my my mom gets so angry about – like, I talked to her the other day and she's like, I'm just really angry about Trump. I just hate him. Like, da, da, da. And, like, that's her evening now. Like, that's not hurting him anymore, her being that mad about it. Like, I get that totally, but, like – there's got to be a way to like try to separate it and be like, okay, I'm, she's doing everything she can do or whatever side you're on, you're doing whatever you can do and then not letting it eat you alive to the point where you're going to disintegrate into dust of anger. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like if I had a different view than my mom, I would have a hard time engaging with her because she is intense. She's, I mean, she's, she, she just is like really beside herself about it. I mean, she was, she was really anti like neocons and Republicans when George Bush was president so, so now imagine. I think for me, okay, so for this person, what I would say is, well, one, I want to say, I think people that get really wrapped up in politics are people that watch news porn. 
So mm-hmm. that watch the news that feeds into the narrative they want to hear. Oh my God, 100%. And, and you and I have talked about this before. 100%. I don't watch MSNBC. I do not watch CNN. I, every once in a while, I actually watch Fox just to see the clown house that is happening over there. Right. All three of them are the same. They're yeah. all the exact. There's zero difference between any of them. They're all the same. But if you have someone in your family, I'm assuming this person's gay. I'm going to assume. I mean, they listen to this podcast. Let's just yeah. Say yeah. That's particularly hard because trying to, let me think of how to word this. That's particularly difficult because if you have a family member that is gay and you're voting, let's say you're voting for Trump, that's fine. Everyone's allowed to make their own choices, but the person voting, wouldn't it, I would hope that it would reflect on them that like, okay, if, if 99.9% of the LGBTQ community feels attacked and does not mm-hmm. like what's happening, wouldn't that resonate with you some bit? Like, sure. oh, I, I care about these people in their lives and the struggle they had to get there. So, you know, let me look at the, the history record, like especially Mike Pence. I mean, to, to like, be your vice president, who is right. known in modern day history as the worst politician for LGBTQ rights. Right. Worst. There's just no, it's, un, it's staggering how much he hates gay people. Wouldn't you be like, oh, I probably shouldn't support that because that's a Right. But I mean, right. people are allowed to make the choices they want to make, I guess. It's me- just hard because the personal is political too. So it's like you're voting for, you know, implicit like policies that if you're a person of color or, you know, queer person or queer person of color, or there, there's so many things that then, are affected in a way that someone who is probably, it's just, it's almost like, okay, I just hope you know what you're doing when you're doing that. Yeah. I guess I would say, I think in normal times it'd be okay to separate pilot, like political affiliation with family. But I think in this case, it's so bad. And if you're not having conversations with people that are directly affected by what's happening, and you're just in your own bubble, uh, you know, it's bad. It's I bad. I mean, it. that's what sucks about this year is like of everything that's happening, like it's happening in the country, it's not just happening in all of our families. Right. That's how bad it is. Like the fact that like, I mean, obviously I don't like Trump. And so like the fact that he has seeped into every aspect of our lives from sports to gyms, to pop culture, to music, to, you know, families, to right. statues, to this. Like, he has to have his opinion bleed into everywhere. It's exhausting because now people from every level, from small government to small towns to big cities to whatever, we all can't ignore the fact because it's like, it's just like, like the fact that the entire NBA, basketball, baseball, all that, they all boycotted and said you can use our stadiums for voting because it's like this is so insane like the president shouldn't be bleeding into entertainment oh eating the country but his ego has gotten everywhere and we can't put that all on trump though because i feel like the president being part of entertainment has been like a pretty like you could trace that back for quite a while of like the blending of backs and yeah 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 and pop culture like mix and also like the way that like you know, media is now like a lot part of it is quote unquote breaking down the third wall and then the instant access. And then, I mean, in Trump's case, like Twitter and like what the hell is happening there? I, 
I still, I just from a dietary perspective, I wonder where he gets the energy because he doesn't look physically fit. So for him to have the energy to do his whole day of work, plus have a wife and kids and be tweeting that much, I'm like just curious how he even, I'm not even to talk about pro or con, like physically. Like you see someone like, okay, Kevin Hart does so much in a day and then you look at him and you're like, oh, okay, it's because he takes care of himself. He works out all the time. That's how he keeps his energy up. With yeah. Trump, I'm just curious. And he, Trump, I mean, because Trump doesn't look like he is physically fit. So I just wonder how he has that much stamina. If I were him, I'd be taking a nap. Yeah, I mean, people at that age usually are taking a nap. Or like if you eat McDonald's, it makes me, if I eat McDonald's, I want to take a nap. I wouldn't be able to like eat McDonald's. Oh, eat McDonald's, I have to immediately shower. Take. I mean, McDonald's, I like you eat McDonald's, yeah. like my skin is like, yeah. oil is seeping out of my skin. What? It's all, it's, so, I love McDonald's. Me too. And I love, I also love Burger King. Which one do you like more? McDonald's. I liked McDonald's more, except for Burger King now has these amazing, their Impossible Burger is so good. They're full of sodium and fat. I know. That's why it's so good. It's so, it's so good. I, here's my thing with Burger King. And when, I, when you go get a burger there, you have to ask them to not microwave it because I can taste that they microwave it. To make oh, it. I didn't know about that. Yeah, because they want it to be hot. Right. The microwave t- t- distorts the flavor. So I, didn't know I, would know. I would say, can I have a cheeseburger? Just cheese. Don't microwave it. Mm. I, mean, I didn't know that. Oh, nothing is better. Oof. Nothing is oh, better. Oh, so good. Double quarter pounder with cheese. Mm. Plain, mm. You know, mm. A large fry and a chocolate milkshake. It, it's so. Ah, man. It is. It's so good that it's like they just perfected every single flavor sensation to a point where you're like. I get it. And how bad this is, is almost a challenge to balance out how good this is. Like there's just, it's so, when I'm eating it, I'm like, I got to eat this more often. And then right afterwards, I'm like, I have to go to rehab because it oh. makes you crash. Crash. Uh, and yet he eats it and then goes about his day. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just curious what's got, what vitamins he's taking just to balance that out. I just, it's, it's of interest to me. It's exa- I mean, it's exhausting to think about and talk about, and I don't know. I mean, it's so funny that that person wrote that email, because I feel like I'm not going to name names, but that is so funny that they wrote. I'm, like, going through, like, very similar things. It's really tough, people and you have love, to protect I, yourself. Yeah, people that I love, love, are are shocking me with their political views, and it's yeah. like, I understand that that's how you want to do it, but I'm like, this, it's like, have you done any research into, I don't know. That's it's really about, hard about being like a part of a minority or subculture or whatever. It's like, you know, people who are like, well, now there's gay marriage. It's fine. It's like, do you, do you understand what came from that? Like, do you understand right. gay marriage wasn't just like one day we're all like, everything's fine. Like, do you know how many gay people were ignored, died, killed, beaten, aid, like and re- risk their lives, lose their families? So that years later, we could have these, like, shitty Etsy wet scenes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, you know, so we have to put into context everything that happens. Like, gay marriage wasn't just, like, one day we're like, everything's great. Like, no, that was years of brutal work. And years someone like Mike Pence, like, probably after he jerks off to getting, like, choked out by, I'm going to assume, uh, a daddy figure for him, he also probably jerks off to... The idea of taking gay marriage away. I mean, they're, they're trying to take abortion away. They're trying to take... So it's like, these are like things that they're like actively trying to like dismantle and do. And then you got Ruth Gator 
Ruth Ginsburg hanging on by a fucking thread, you know, trying to hold it all together. She's going to be like a head in a jar and still like making. Oh, my God. How many does she take? I want to know that. I bet you she eats zoodles. I want her diet and vitamin. I want to. What is what does she do? I actually. What is she doing? I saw something. She has a trainer. She does push ups. Really? Yeah. She's and then she's like a broken rib and cancer. She's like, fuck it. I'm still putting on that robot and I'm going to work. I'm like, I won't even go do a show if I have the sniffles. This bitch right. is with a broken rib and she's in her early right. I floss my teeth and my gums are bloody. I need to sit this day I out. The Supreme Court wear those stupid robes. Yeah, why, what do you think it is? Why do they do that? Like Tradition, Edinburgh. obviously. But like, I mean, they just like the, look like the Jedi Council in course. Yeah. Yeah, why do they do that? Do you think anyone has suggested to change it or would that be like the type of question where everyone would just be like, oh, how could you? I guess so. I mean, I guess I, the, the idea of wearing a robe is attractive. That's fun. But you every know, day, every day, it's t- no form. It's a lot easier. Makes what? Makes your outfits. Like, what am I going to wear to work today? Oh, the robe. But it has no form. No, but actually, that is what I want. I want to start wearing caftans. What's a caftan? A caftan is like a long, sort of roby esque, like flowy. Think of like negli- like um, like a a, a caftan, you know. But like, I have a question. Why? Because they're just so fun and flowy in the wind. I was watching Gold mm. the other day, and and uh, Blanche was wearing like a kind of caftan, and it was just so flowy and billowy. And I was like, Ooh, I want to wear a caftan. Is it something you put? Oh, is it like a? Is it like a? a Here, I'll show you. Cotton trench coat. I don't, something. Even, I don't even know how to write it here. Calf. I mean, maybe it feels attractive to you too because it's like something where it's like, okay, you're not showing off your body. Like that's got to get exhausting. I'm not, I, this sounds like a joke. I'm not, it literally has to get exhausting sometimes. That's like a caftan. Wow. It's I don't like, know about that. We dress. My that seems like a breakdown. My if mind. I saw you in that, I'd take you aside. I'd say, is, I'd say, um, Love I'd, it. Say, I'd, I'd say, are you fantasizing about going to Coachella? Because it looks like it. Don't you put your masculine bullshit on me. No, if I saw you in a miniskirt, I wouldn't say that. It's not that it's a girl's outfit. It's that it just seems very, it seems like. I want to, I want to be Maleficent is what I'm trying to say. Maybe if it was like all one color, maybe it would seem. Well, I'm not talking about the floral print. I was talking about the, the shape. Yeah. The silhouette. I can't picture it. It would just seem, seeing you in something so unform-fitting to me, I think, was what would be, like, jarring about it. If you were in a tight, like, skirt, that I wouldn't think was weird. It's, it'd be more like... No, I want, like, I want, like... it's not weird. A wizard's robe. You know... That, my, to me, would be jarring. He called Lonesome Dove. It was, like, the six-hour TV series. It was so ridiculous. But there, Diane Lane was in it. Actually, a lot of good actors were in it. Diane Lane was in it, and she played a literal hooker. But mm. she traveled with these cowboys, but she had this one dress. It was like an underdress, but it was that. It was like this kind of white, billowy, caftan-y look. And I remember as a kid, I was like, I love the way that dress looks. Mm. That's how. That's but how every day? Cowboy moving, you're like, I love that. I love that dress. Every day? I, that is better than those robes. The robes, I would just be, you just get, I, and I, I would just get so freaking bored. I guess so. Wait, how long have we been recording for? 55 minutes and I will go I will definitely come down and get a hot dog oh then I'll see you tonight great well let's do we'll do a little wrap up thank you guys so much for listening right in with your questions follow us on Instagram I find me on YouTube just type Emma Wilman did that person write us on Instagram or do they write us at the email email okay so you can keep writing as emails keep writing checking the 
Instagram. You can write us on Instagram or you can write us on emails. Either one's Yes. Fine. Yes. And find me on YouTube because I just posted my first, first and probably last vlog, but it was really, it was fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm find on. Mateo. All right. Thank you guys. Star Bands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.